Bato. How do you? All right. One more time. Tell me your last name. Alatorre. Alatorre. All right. Love so it. I, Alatorre. I, I'm Mexican man, but I, I, I can't, I can't pronounce that. So, right, it's, so it's, forgive me. No worries. It's All hard right. for for people to roll their their R's. Yeah. So Pato, thank you for for coming on the podcast. Um, I've been following you for a minute now on on Instagram, watching you run. And then uh, one day, I think one night, you were posting a run in in Houston, and uh, I was like, what? I told Mike, I was like, man, we got to get this guy. And this guy's freaking awesome and motivating. Um, so how long, so, so how long, uh, you know, before you, we, you started the podcast, you said you, you, you just moved here from, or you lived 10 years somewhere else, right? Right, right, right. I'm originally from Mexico and that's where I lived. And then I moved to the U.S. What part of Mexico? Guadalajara. Okay. So what, what uh, made you or you and your family come over here? So basically um, I had family over here. And my mom wanted us to grow up over here um, for education, and there's just more opportunity. So I'm forever grateful for my parents uh, to be able to make that big jump. Yep. And uh, yeah, I don't take that for granted. That's awesome, man. So did you, did y'all originally move to the Houston area, or it was, yep. it was Austin? So it's always been Houston. Always Houston. You have a lot of family in there, around the area? Uh, some. Um, on my mom's side, um, on my dad's side, mostly are in Mexico. So okay. I have family both countries, which is a blessing. Yeah. Do you travel back to Mexico a lot? Yep. I, my grandma's out there. Um, had to go visit her a lot. Um, and yeah, I have cousins and a lot of friends. How long do you make it? Uh, or how often do you make it back? I try to go twice a year, uh, depending on how busy I am. Yeah. Um, but I try to make it as, as much as possible, but it just really depends on, um, we have COVID coming on and yeah. all sorts of shit. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are, how's the travel of there? We have a friend that's uh, from Mexico and um, his travels have been kind of uh, complicated. How's that for y'all, for you? Um, well, since COVID started, I've gone once and I mean, I went just to, to see my family um, run, nothing too crazy. Um, I don't really see a lot of people when I go. Basically my life is, here in Houston, yeah. Um, so nothing crazy. This past time I went pretty normal. Um, Did uh, do you have any crazy stories of of being pulled over by any like cartel members or anything? Because my <laughs> buddy, I, I don't want to get into specifics, but yeah. he's got a pretty good story of being, you know, uh, I guess stopped by the cartel. Do you have any any stories like that? Not personally, but I know a lot of people who do have their own stories, yeah. uh, including. Um, like my mom has a lot of stories of her friends, stuff like that, but not personally, yeah. nothing, nothing crazy. Man, that's lucky, dude. That's good. Yeah, yep. I'm glad you. I'm glad you don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, um, for the folks that don't know, um, you are you run a you're an, you're an amazing athlete. You run a lot of miles a week. How many how many miles a week do you probably put on your feet? Um, I probably average about 85, 80, 85 miles a week. Mm. Um, it depends. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing uh, more races lately, yeah. which have taken a toll on my body. So um, I've been lowering the mileage to try to recover a little bit. But if I'm just training, um, which is it's interesting because you want to train and prepare for something. So you want to get ready for these races. But I just love the volume. Like yeah. I, I get depressed if I'm not getting after it. I get depressed. Um, and lately, my body's been pretty jacked up. Um, so I've been lowering the mileage, but, uh, I'm trying to hold off on the races. Um, I have a race in October, but until then, um, I'm trying to get my, my mileage back up. So you said you're lowering your mileage. Now, I guess like three or four weeks ago, you were averaging, it seemed like 115, 130 miles a week. So 85 is you lowering the mileage. Is that 85 is like for 2020, my average was 85 miles a week. Okay. And that's including everything all, all my miles including races stuff like that uh peak weeks recovery all that 85 but i like to sit around 100 uh that's kind of like my my staple but i've been doing more races lately so 85 miles a week I, that's insane so i did uh for the the last week of december i did 100 miles a week and in a week i was dead one week yeah, yeah but I, I guess let's where, where are you mentally? Because uh, I, I personally, I've, I've only trained for like marathons. We we did a a fifty k. We ran from here to Lake Jackson, and um, 
just mentally, how do you stay focused uh, running that mileage? How do you prevent being bored uh, from running? People are going to think I'm crazy, uh-huh. but that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for um, that moment when you're like, shit, I want to go home. You know, like, I want to quit. I don't feel good. This is not fun. Um, that's why I don't listen to music. I've I've been, when I first started running, I left my phone at home. I just wanted to be in my mind and lock out all noise. Um, and then a lot of people started telling me that they liked the videos I post. So started taking my phone and kind of like talking about what I was thinking during that run. But I lost that uh, that edge that I get from when I'm just zoned in and kind of uh, in my own head. So I get bored. Um, this morning I woke up. Didn't want to run, got some miles in, and it's just it's just what I do. It's a routine. It's part of my life, and sometimes it's 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 great, you know. You get the runners high, but in reality, most days it's just boring. It's a, it's a discipline. So yeah, no, so no music, no podcast or anything. No, very very rarely, maybe once a month, um, pop in the headphones for a podcast or music. But yeah, that's about it. Do you find your mind going to the same place? Yeah, I, I go dark many times and lows are low, highs are high. But just the fact that you keep moving is um, I basically get out there and I go based on how I feel. Whatever, wherever my mind wants to take me, I'll I'll, I'll just flow with it. Yeah, you you posted some transformation pics, which is pretty impressive. You weren't always um, this fit that you look now. So what what kind of drove you into this process of running every day? You run seven days a week, right? Right. That's that's insane, dude. (laughs) So what what was the process like? What triggered your mind to say, I'm going to start running, I'm going to run? Because I think 2020 is what you said, or 2019 is when you decided you were going to run every day the whole year, 365. Right. So basically, I grew up being an athlete. Um, I played tennis my whole life at a competitive level. I was very, very talented, had potential, but I was weak. I was avoiding... um, we all have uh, obstacles that come up. So I was young and I didn't know how to deal with them and I escaped. And my parents did so much for me and they sacrificed so much for me to have an opportunity. And basically it just started building up over the years. Like, damn, you're, you wasted this, uh, could have done that. I was very undisciplined, um, very impatient. And I just had a, a bunch of excuses and escapes. So they started building up over the years, and then one day I was uh, at a friend's house, and he said, put on that David David Goggins podcast. Oh, man. And I was like, fuck, whatever. I don't know who the fuck this guy was. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just listening to his story, um, I resonated with a bunch of that stuff, um, what he was saying, what he was talking about, and I was like, I got to make a change, you know? Um Goggins doesn't tell you what to do, but just through his story, I was seeing a lot of the patterns I was following. And I never, I was never obese. Going back to what you were saying with the transformation, stuff like that. I never got to the point where I was obese. Right. But mentally and physically, I was just not at the wrong, I was in the wrong place. So um, decided to go on a run right after that podcast and just kind of kept going from there. Damn. So David Goggins was, is what, uh, what triggered you to be this runner? David Goggins. That's awesome, that's man. A man. Yeah, that's so a man. You're um, you're a vegan too, right? Right. Have you? How long have you been a vegan? A little bit over two years now. Damn. So what? What? So Mike's a vegan. Um, nice, nice. I I I'm not a vegan and <laughs> whatsoever. So how do you, how, how do you fuel your body? I guess you get those questions all the time, right? Now, what kind of food do you eat? What does a typical diet day look like? Right. So um, basically every morning I eat. I'm very uh, routine, so I follow damn near the, th- the same thing every single day. So I like having, I don't cancel any foods. Um, I eat fats, carbs, protein, but uh, basically I like eating oatmeal every single morning. Uh, I like getting a lot of fruit and veggies in, and I just throw in a bunch of stuff in the smoothies. I like to keep it simple. Um, <laughs> if I show you what I ate, it wouldn't be the, the stuff you see on Instagram. You yeah. know? <laughs> um, but I like to do a lot of the kind of like the bowl type thing where I'll put just carbs like rice or quinoa, whatever, veggies, 
put in some tempeh legumes you know i try to mix everything up um i don't count anything or um yeah i just i like to keep it simple and quick yeah sounds like a whole food approach um what inspired you to go vegan so my relationship with food to this day is very um i'm very consistent but not in the i'm trying to get it to be in a good way because if i'm eating bad i'm consistently eating bad and yeah. if i'm eating good so i'm very just like you see with running like oh this guy runs every day if i if i took one day off that would turn into a month so um going back to your question what, what made me want to go vegan yeah was yes. that the question? Yeah. okay um i watched this documentary on netflix called what the health uh, <laughs> and um i was like it just open my mind i needed i want to change i need to change and i started doing more research and i was like man this is what i have to do and just went cold turkey um i did research for about a, a week and just went shopping i made sure i i was getting the right foods i didn't want deficiencies uh anything like that and just went cold turkey it's impressive we 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 talk about this all the time we're I don't know if we're all the same, but we, uh, we're all or nothing kind of people. And, uh, if we open the door, we just get on this path of, of, you know, doing the, the, the habits we don't want to do over and over. So, um, that's, it's it's good for you. It's good to hear that you, you know, you're so successful and then you have those problems too, where you want to, you know, every day, you have to to fight it every day. (laughs) Um, That little window, um, you know, I, I have a family and, and I try to, I try to eat clean, probably just more low carb than anything else, you know, vegetables and meat. But having that window, that one day that you said always turns into more. Like last night we had Arby's and I feel like crap today. <laughs> but tonight is our weekly pizza night. So it's going to, we, we have to get pizza too. And then tomorrow I'm going to feel like garbage tomorrow. So it's, a, it's you have to be able to control it when it's hard to. That's how we are. You let a little bit of comfort in. You're like, oh, that's nice. Let's let's have some more of that. You know, <laughs> yeah. what um being uh, being vegan and Hispanic, I imagine, is pretty tough, especially when you go home to visit your family. So, how's that like? Not really, no. Because um, I mean, you look at any culture, any religion, any ethnicity. Most people, I mean, there's a lot of vegetarian in the in the like. I know a lot of Indians who are vegetarian, stuff like that, but a lot of people eat meat and yeah in in mexico it's it's a lot about the tacos the steak stuff like that but here it's a lot about burgers and hot dogs and (laughs) pretty much wherever you go there will always be meat consumption so um i went in with an approach of okay wherever i go i know what to eat i just won't eat meat and i'm not gonna buy dairy so i would just make it work um being in mexico they don't have so much um like pre-made stuff so you got to go a little bit more whole food yeah but it's it hasn't been a problem no hasn't been a problem i see that like my problems with going to mexican food restaurants are always the rice has like chicken broth in it and like the uh the beans have some like bacon grease and um so like not not even sometimes the tortillas have have some sort of lard in it or something so it's like hard to get around it sometimes but sometimes it's right. nothing you can do if you're like in that situation so right 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 yeah um sometimes they mess it up man it's like why are you adding this usually on the refried beans like why would you add that yeah. you, you're, you're you're messing it up for the vegan obviously uh many people won't even notice and don't, don't even know it's in there but it's like uh like i was having um pho the other day and I think the broth they, they do it with is with like bull, something from a bull. My, my mom had told me, and I was like, man. And I used to eat meat, so back in the day it was like, it was kind of gross to think about, but I was like, this is what I eat. And now I just put water, and I'm like, dude, it just it's a seasoning that makes it taste good, you know? So when you get super, super technical like that, yeah, I can get it hard, but if you go out to a grocery store, you can easily make it work. Yeah. You sound like you uh, have a whole food approach, though, and you're kind of not influenced by the um, the junk food vegan side. That's easy to get involved in. Um, so with that whole whole food approach, um, what was the transformation like for for me? I felt like I was uh, able to run a little easier. Um, my uh, the mental side of it is a big deal that I don't think a lot of people know. 
uh, the mental clarity, um, explain how your transformation in that, in that way. Yeah. So I wasn't running when I went vegan. Um, I was, I would go to the gym occasionally, like I said, very inconsistently. Um, but that mental, cause physically I felt a lot better. And when I, when I decided to go plant-based, um, I was going whole food. So I was eating very clean. I was feeling like light and energized. And then it's very easy to get caught in the, in the junk foods. So, I mean, like I said, sometimes I, I'll get a burger, the donuts, and, and now there's more and more vegan junk. So it's like, damn, I wish yeah. it was just whole food. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that, that mental part was for a very long time. Um, I've always seeked attention and, I'm a social guy, so I would want to have feedback from people and kind of people be like, yeah, do this, do that. Like, you, you don't want to feel alone. And going vegan was the first step into my life, being the only one, like, in the family and out of all my friends, I was the only one. And I was, for the first time, I was okay with being alone. And that really taught me a lot outside of just being vegan. It's like, man, you can you can thrive being alone and it kind of gave me an, I felt like I had an edge, you know, it, in a very selfish way. I was like, everybody's like, no, I can't do that. I like me too much. And, and I just felt very good mentally as well. You have that mental clarity and I feel like I have an edge, you know, it so, gives me an edge. so no, um, so you don't get any kind of, uh, I guess shit from your family or they don't give you a hard time when they're eating carnitas or something <laughs> and you're eating just a salad or whatever kind of bowl you're eating you don't get a right, heart right they don't give you a hard time about it i mean there's always that <laughs> every single time i'm in a in a public setting which now isn't often um if i'm meeting with friends or family they'll be like oh i need some spinach for this guy you know like, <laughs> like yeah. i don't know what to give you but someone give spinach. this guy some spinach here <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a typical joke and, and i'm used to it i mean uh, i've so many people joke around and you could take it personal, you could take it lightly, whatever, but it sticks with you. And in those dark times or whenever you're, you're struggling, you're like, you, you go back to those moments where like, I'm doing this, you know? Yeah. Do you, do, do you dabble in the, the beyond meat and all that stuff too? Sometimes. Yeah. Um, I try to stay away from the processed stuff. Yeah. Like I said, whole foods, I always feel better, but uh, sometimes it's just easier. Like, it's easy and quick. So yeah. if, I, if that's the case, that's the case. I wonder why they're making the beyond meat. Is it trying to, to persuade the meat lovers to, to go to the vegan side? Do you think that's what it is? It's a little, you know, if to try to bring more vegan or more meat eaters to the vegan family, I guess. Yeah. I think it's a transition food. I don't know if you're supposed to stay on it, but we just on the standard American diet for so long and it's, it's hard to just go straight to vegetables. So it's an alternative. I don't think it's, I don't think meant to stay on it, but it's like definitely like a dessert kind of thing. Yeah. Where you're not <laughs> supposed to have it all the time. Right. So it, cause there's a lot of people who are plant-based, but they're not vegan. So when people think of vegan, they think of, Oh, animal lover. Like he's probably like skinny hugging a, a cow. Like, you know, it's you know, like the typical vegan, you know, like right. the hipster doing yoga. Yeah. And Mike. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah no, and nothing wrong with that at all. But People, um, so going back to the Beyond Meat, some people are vegan strictly for the animals. So they don't necessarily want to optimize their health. That's not something that concerns them. Yeah. So they're like, all right, instead of eating the, the shit burger, I'm going to eat the shit vegan burger. Yeah. You know? So um, that plays a role in, like, these foods. You have a lot of vegan cookies. You get, all the junk food you have in regulars, now they're they're making a lot more vegan version. Right. So if I want to have dessert, let's say if I was doing it just for the animal, I could go for the vegan alternative, you know? But if you're going strictly for health purposes, you wouldn't go eat the processed stuff, period. Exactly. E even if you're eating meat, you wouldn't go eat burgers and cookies and stuff. You would go to the cleaner sources. So that's just basically um, what it is. But yeah, it's a good transition food. Yeah. Do y'all, as as the as vegan guys in the community, do y'all feel like those um, the animal lovers? I guess the um, the ones for that are trying to serve a, a good purpose. Do you think they they kind of hinder the vegan community? Because I I feel like 
going vegan is you get a, there's a bigger benefit from a health perspective rather than trying to save an animal. Right. So do you think that those animal lovers are kind of hurting the vegan community? Cause they're so out there with marches and, you know, out there on social media. Do you feel like they kind of bash the vegan community a little bit? Um, I don't think so. Cause like I said, vegan is a way of living. Plant-based diet is just a diet. Right. So there's a lot of activists who do, uh, they go far and beyond and that, that serves them a purpose just because they want to protect the animal. You know, they want people to quit buying animal products. So, um, those, the, the industry and all those companies have to transition or they'll go out of business. That's yeah. basically what a vegan wants to do. They want to save animals. And, um, I don't think it's hurting it. Um, I I don't judge. I don't judge. I I would, and I don't even I don't talk about my diet a lot. <laughs> but <laughs> me neither. Yeah, <laughs> I find, yeah, because yeah, um, it, it's a hundred vegan is a hundred percent saving animals. Uh, people use vegan uh, if if they don't care about the animals, they use it as a title for plant based. But vegan in its essence is protecting animals, so that's all it's about. But yeah, I've gotten to the point where. I don't want to say it either because it becomes the topic for right. the rest of the day. And right. It, um, I don't know if they want to, if they want to truly know, I want to tell them, but sometimes it's not always in good nature. <laughs> right. So the, um, what, what a lot of people think is, Oh, these people are so extreme. So like me, I started off being plant-based and then I started seeing a little bit more about the animal, um, just the, the industries like the leather industry, obviously the food industry and uh, there, there's so many different other things that animals are used for as products. So basically uh, I started looking more into that once I was plant-based. So I was like, Oh damn, this is like a plus. And I'm not the person who um, I'm not using my, my platform to promote veganism, but I'm definitely, I don't like animal products anymore. Right. Uh, yeah. And, and like right now I'm wearing a hat with leather right now you know yeah. so it's uh it's an interesting topic and uh i think we just need to have more conversation about it and not put these titles of this guy's extreme this guy's crazy just listen and then you can have your own take on it uh, how do you so you run how many ultra marathons have you ran races three um, the distance I've probably done, I don't know, maybe close to 10. Wow. Really? Like 50 K stuff like that. Wow. Yeah. That's but great. Official races. Sorry. I've done four, four official races. Um, have you done, uh, the Leadville one yet? Nope. No. Um, definitely want to do it at some point. Um, right now I'm training for, for the Moab in, in October. You so, you you signed up for that, right? Right, right, right. Oh, man, that's crazy. He's going for it, huh? <laughs> yeah. Have uh, you done a two hundred or? Oh no. Have no. you done a one hundred? Hundred. Yeah. You have done a hundred, okay. Yeah, um, I've done three one hundreds, and um, yeah, I'm shooting for my two forty. So, see how it goes. That's intense. What made you want to sign up for the two forty? Just I needed something. I needed a new new challenge. You uh -huh. know? Um, I always have to. When I finish something, I have a lot of, obviously you, you work, you work your ass off to get to a certain goal, but you know, when you get to that finish line, there is no finish line. You're, you're going to want that, that next, you're like the next thing. Yeah. So, um, I always have to jump onto the next challenge. So next Friday I have, uh, I'm going to be doing that, that Goggins challenge. Um, but I'm going to be, I'm going to be running 144 miles in 48 hours. So it's going to be. I'm using it. Um, I kind of wanted to up that challenge because I, I knew I could do the distance, but I wanted I wanted something more. So um, that's going to be my my next challenge next week. Yeah. Wow. So we'll see. Is that what is that? Is that that four, four hours? Yeah. Explain what it is. What so yeah, how are you altering it? So it's you run four miles every four hours for forty eight hours. So it totals up to forty eight miles in forty eight hours. If you do that challenge okay so uh yeah every four hours you run four miles 
but uh, I'm doing 12 instead of four, so that's gonna be. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Holy yeah. shit! What? Um, so 12 instead of four. So I, the only thing I always worried, uh, wondered about was, um, are you just sleeping four hours, or do you go back to sleep? You can do whatever. What you do want. you do? Well, it's my first. It's the first time I'm doing it. I actually failed. Um, so when you posted the video of the challenge, I just watched the video and I didn't read the caption. <laughs> and, yeah. So the, he was talking about the challenge, but he wasn't speaking about the date when it started. So it was March fifth. That's when the challenge officially starts. Okay. But I thought when he posted the video, it was on. So I was like, "Oh shit!" Pulled out the notebook, and then I started. I you basically have to do logistics to to figure out the windows and try to be smart about it. Right. And I was just gonna do the four by four by forty eight, which is still a lot of miles. Um, and I was going to start Saturday night. It was actually the night. I like watching UFC. Um, mm. McGregor. It was a McGregor-Poirier fight. Oh, man. And Can't be, miss that. Yeah. And I did. Oh, I did. <laughs> oh shit. And I did. Yeah. That's um, more commitment than the running. Yeah. Right. So I was like, it, it worked out. I had to start at 11 p.m. that Saturday night in order to be able to make it work with work. So, um I started. I I did. Uh, I did a seven mile run because I I need to do at least seven a day. <laughs> so for that day it was seven, and then after that it was just gonna be four. But I did. I did my seven, and my next run was at three a.m. And I set my alarm for three p.m. So <laughs> yeah, woke up late, and I was like, no, this has to be a nightmare. Like wake <laughs> up, wake up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, I failed. Um, didn't set my alarm, so. Now we're gonna do the twelve. Dude, that's intense. What do you uh, for your for your ultras and stuff? What do mm. you fuel your body with? The mm. schedule too. I want to <laughs> know all. I want to know it all. Let me get my notepad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like Tailwind. Okay. Mm. Do you get the the caffeinated one or non caffeinated? I take the naked one that tastes like nothing. Why? Because I I just I don't like the flavor ones. No, okay. Just, I go okay. naked and. Basically, what I like to do is um, I usually carry my hydration vest, which has two uh, half a liter flasks, um, and I'll do one scoop of tailwind on each for like whenever, like during the day. And at night, when I'm not burning as many calories, I just like having water in one, tailwind in the other. Okay. But it's just the easiest way for me to get my calories in. Um, because you're drinking them and it, it tastes like water. So you're getting calories in, you're getting all your nutrition in without you even knowing it. So that's that's why I like getting the naked. Do you uh do you I guess what does your food consumption look like? I eat whatever whatever's at the A station, whatever <laughs> I feel like eating. Oh, uh yeah. I like the the peanut butter and jellies. Uh I'll take the trail mixes, cliff bars, uh bananas, pickles. I like fruit just because it's very easy and it it's quick energy. Right. Um but that's basically my nutrition during. Uh, main source is Tailwind, and then at the eight station, I'll I'll down in pickles, bananas, potatoes, whatever I find that I feel like eating, I'll eat it. But I try to stick to the whole foods, um, just because they're easier to digest. Do you ever find yourself having to deviate from your um, from your diet? No. Nope. I've had um, a few slip ups. I haven't had meat in a little over two years um but i've had like chocolate and stuff like that a few times uh cake maybe 10 times in two years he just goes down this huge list cake skittles like consciously choosing to do it not, not by accident. yeah 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 i've had about 10, 10 slip-ups. Do you ever get cravings for like a big juicy ribeye or oh, something? Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> all the you, time. You don't ever just jump in with it? Nope. Man, that's 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 good self-discipline. It yeah, goes right into the trail running. It's like it's it itself is abnormal. Vegan's abnormal. It's just, yeah, yeah. He's, he's disciplined. It's good. Yeah, what, um, with something, I, I try to try to stay disciplined. What's the... What's your like? Uh, what's the 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 average time? I guess how long did it take you to finish the the your first ultra, and then your most recent ultra? 
man. So I could have a whole podcast just on that first <laughs> ultra. My, my first first ultra was a 50 miler. Okay. Um, the most I had done previous to that was a marathon, so half the distance. Where was the 50 miler at? It was in College Station, Texas. So oh, okay. Close by. Yeah. yeah. Uh, small event. Um, I didn't know. It was my first race. Um, I never trained with nutrition or hydration or anything. I just like to be depleted. Um, so I was testing on test day on race day, which <laughs> that's just how I'm, I'm, I'm dumb like that. <laughs> but, uh, I had a good race. I started off conservative. Uh, I did it nine hours and 20 minutes for the, for the 50 miler. Then, uh, second race was September. Did my first hundred miler and that was in Florida. I drove myself out there by myself for my first hundred. Um, yeah. I I don't like it's 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 a commitment when you have a crew uh, you know there you have people who just literally sit there and help you emotionally and try to support you with whatever you need but I like I don't like causing problems and adding weight to people's shoulders because everybody has shit to do so I went to Florida by myself um, and I did my first hundred at mile almost 40 I I bonked and I had to sit in the car for about two hours because my body was shutting down. Um, it was in the heat. It was about 100 degrees that day. Very similar weather to here. Um, and I just started panicking and sat down in the car for a few hours. I was trying to get nutrition and hydration in, but my body wouldn't allow me to. It wasn't reacting to anything, so I couldn't. I was trying to drink, and like it would just come back up. Was it, was it, I mean, did you let yourself get too far? Like you weren't taking it in the beginning? Right. So basically I wasn't taking enough fluids. I was sweating a lot. I sweat a lot already and it was hot and humid. So I was losing a lot of, a uh, lot of body. I mean, a lot of water weight. Yeah. Wasn't taking enough fluids and I was trying to take all the sodium so I could retain everything, but there was nothing to retain. So basically my body was just kind of in shock um, and got to a point where, I could barely walk and I've never gotten to that point before. So I was like, damn, I might just, I don't know what's going to happen. So basically it was a two and a half mile loop. I finished that loop and I was like, dude, that's it. I'm done. There's, I can't, I can't. It was like the first time in my life where I was like, I just can't. So, um, I had up to that point, I was at a very good time to make that cutoff. So I was talking to the race director and he said, I would advise you not to, not to pull out. Just try to, just wait it out. Yep. Went in the car, uh, sat there for a few hours. Um, I actually, I couldn't move. And it got to a point where I thought I was, that was it. So I pulled out my phone and I emailed the race director because I couldn't move. And I had no help. I was just stuck in my car. And I asked him for a medic because I thought I was I was in a bad, bad spot. Couldn't throw up. I didn't piss or shit <laughs> for... Did you have rhabdo? I thought I had rhabdo, but once I pissed, it wasn't clear, but it wasn't okay. near... Well, actually, yeah, I, I took a <laughs> it video. It purple, but... Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it could have been rhabdo. Um, I just thought my, my endocrine system was shutting down because nothing was working. And my body was not regulated. It was 100 degrees and I was shivering because I was cold. So body was all sorts of jacked. But sat there. I relaxed. Uh, temperature started dropping. So just kept going. And I finished in almost 30 hours for my Damn, first time. Dude. But I finished and it was a good good accomplishment, good lesson. And that was did, what I Did you drive for. back that same day or what? So <laughs> here's I, the story. Yeah. <laughs> I I drove there by myself and I drove there uh Friday morning. And it was supposed to be an eight hour drive, eight or nine hour drive. But uh it was there was a, a hurricane in Louisiana uh that same weekend. So they shut down a bunch of highways. It was Friday in the afternoon. Um so it took me about thirteen hours to get to Florida. And I got there about nine. I had nothing in my stomach. Like I did the dumbest shit you could ever <laughs> you could ever do before the night before a hundred mile race. So I get to to the Airbnb. I still had to get some miles in before I could go to bed. So it was basically had to run, non negotiable. 
but I had to pick whether I wanted to sleep early or if I was going to go get food. Hmm. And thankfully, the lady had some oatmeal, so I just downed some oatmeal and went to bed. But back was sore. I mean, it was just the dumbest shit you could do, but I don't regret it. It was, I was alone and I, it was a, a huge life lesson right there. What did you, uh, so looking back at that race, how, what does your gear look like now? Like, what do you run in now um, versus what you ran in that first 100 mile race? Talking about nutrition wise? Well, well, just gear, like your shoes. Um, so for that race, um, it wasn't a road race, but it wasn't, a, I wouldn't call it a trail race. It had very little elevation, not technical, pretty much the best intro for a hundred miler for anybody. Um, it was besides two, the heat, besides the heat. Yeah. Right. But it was a two and a half mile loop, not technical. Um, eight stations there. You have a lot of support. So, um, I was running in some Under Armour shoes that, uh, that I barely ran in, <laughs> but I wanted to wear them for the race. Cause they, they were, they were cool. Um, yeah. Um, for my other trail races, I just wear another Under Armour, uh, off-road shoe yeah the, you were you were hokas you're you wearing hokas right now do you run in hokas yeah whatever's on sale i'll buy <laughs> yeah. uh, i've never bought the same shoe that's why a lot of people ask me about my gear and i don't recommend it i'm no expert uh, and i'm just gonna say I'm, I'm buying uh shoes on sale because that's all i can afford yeah. races are expensive i go through a lot of shoes so i just buy whatever i can get my hands on surprised you hadn't got some uh, ultras yet yeah, that's the hot shoe right now. The zero drop. I I have um, I have two pair of the ultras. Ultras, good shoe. Uh, good shoe. I like the zero drop. Um, but I don't promote any, anything really. Yeah. Um, I like getting my feet used to whatever. I tried a lot of brands, but ultras are good. Um, yeah, they're very popular. Where very do you popular? Get, where do you go shoe shopping at? Um, I used to go to this place. Um, it's called good times running company okay um it's locally owned so i like that um but basically i just go to sometimes sun and ski or um wherever i'll try a pair of shoes on yeah they're on sale and they they feel good i'll buy them yeah if i need them obviously have you ever thought about doing the barefoot deal oh man <laughs> um not to this point right now not interested but i know a lot of people i mean it's your natural foot strike i guess and um dobbs uh, david goggins his friend he actually switched to the barefoot because his feet would get so swollen that it wouldn't fit in the shoe so he started going barefoot and i mean he busted out 200 miles on the road with with a barefoot so yeah but no not for me as of right now at least there's some impressive stories a lot of people get inspired to run ultras because of a, a book called born to run have you ever listened or read that read that book I think I've heard about the book, but no, I haven't. You want some inspiration. It, it's not just for barefoot uh, running, but there's a tribe in Mexico. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, you, Cop the Copper Canyons, and it's... Uh, savages, have you heard about man, it? Savages, man. You've heard about it. Running in dresses. Exactly. That's the yeah. book. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, You've heard about them? Yeah, of course. Um, the Taromaras. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I wish like, I could say that because hey, I was like, going to. He's like... <laughs> he dresses yeah. it <laughs> as him i love that man because it's like it brings you back to the a very primitive way of living just yep. you don't have resources like you just that's what we do you have to do it so yeah they would they would walk three hours just to be able to buy some groceries at the market and back like little kids in their dresses they're called waraches the leather um mm -hmm. the and they're not even like the barefoot shoes because the barefoot shoes are are engineered to be better you know yeah these are just straight up leather like they, sandals right i mean yeah they're sandals they cut the the, bo the bottom of um of a tire it's yeah literally rubber and it's just simple as simple as it gets and don't ask them about nutrition or hydration because they're just no you know, they drink corn beer they do um what was that um yeah, they're, they're they almost are like plant based, uh, somewhat. They eat beans and, and rice or whatever they can get their hands on, basically. But uh, I suppose you know so much about it. you never heard of the book. I guess did you hear all this in uh, in Mexico? I've heard of the book, just haven't read it. Oh. <laughs> but I did watch a documentary on um, on Netflix. I think it's called it's 
Her name's Lorena. I forgot her last name, but it's like it's a short, short documentary. And um, I mean, it was a way of living. She like her daily tasks were literally like run, running and walking to school and stuff like that. And it just turned to to racing. She started doing races. She started kicking everybody's butt. She got attention because she was wearing the dress when everybody's wearing all their their latest gear and latest shoe with the latest technology. And she just pulled up with the most simple stuff and kicked everybody's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Are you taking anyone to uh, Moab 240 with you or are you going by yourself? No, I'm going to have a crew for that. Um, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm still trying to figure it out. It's a, it's a long race and you can't have – you don't see your crew – up until mile 72 if i if i'm not mistaken damn so yeah those first 72 are by yourself well there, there's eight stations but you don't see you don't get to see a crew you can't pick up a pacer up to that mile um so it's good to have a crew for those races from what i've heard never done <laughs> anything close to that but uh I'll, i want to get better at that because i do things very um just say fuck it like <laughs> I, i'm not very technical and i don't get um i'm just not that guy i just kind of go um but for these races i want to do it right because i'm spending a lot of time a lot of money and it just i have to get better yeah so i've not so your your hat uh, cam haynes you uh <laughs> you ran with cam haynes in oregon right yeah how yeah. how is that i mean i look up to the guy i look up to the man he's uh Older than my dad, <laughs> faster than me, and I'm supposed to be. They're like, "Oh, you're 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 in shape. You do that." Nah, this guy's more than double my age. Getting after it, uh, he's a savage. <laughs> when you when you ran with him, um, was he taking it easy, or did, were like like how was he? Was he being competitive with you? He he had been um, off running because he was he was hunting a mm, lot. Okay. So I guess I'm a vegan, so I don't know much about <laughs> hunting. But for a hunting season. Uh, you stay busy. He was traveling a lot, uh, yeah. doing his thing. So he said he was just not getting back into running. Um, ran that mountain. That I'm not. I live in Houston, man. Uh, I know how it is over mm. here? Flat <laughs> yeah. road. That's it. Yeah. So it was different for me. And yeah, I mean, we, we had a good run. It was, it was good. Yeah. Good, did, he, good. did he kick your ass? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I mean, we we stuck together the whole time. Uh, I wasn't pushing it. He wasn't pushing it. We we're yeah. just kind of. To them, but I, I wanna I wanna get back out there and do a little bit more, more intense, higher mileage, definitely a little bit more competitive. See, uh, just, I, I love love getting the most out of people. Yep, <laughs> I love the videos with him and his boy and uh, that he posts. Oh, where true, he's like uh, yeah. What what kind of things does he say? Oh to him? crap! Well, I'm sure you see him too. Whenever they're running, they'll do like 30 miles, right? And uh, <laughs> it's funny because uh, true, it will be behind him. And then um, he's like, why are you behind? And True, it's like walking up. He's like, my shoe just fell off. He's like, Your shoe <laughs> fell off. He's like, yeah. But in all reality, he's fucking tired, right? But True is like, yeah, my shoe just, did." they both just flew off. And he's like, oh, it's crazy. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, that, guy's a, that guy's a beast as well, oh. True. Um, I'd like to meet him too because he's more of my age, you know. Yep. Um, How like old are you? Learn. I'm 22. Oh, man, you're young. I like to think so. <laughs> is that, think is so. that vegan? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Truett beat the, he beat David Goggins pull-up challenge, didn't he? Right. So uh, Goggins challenged him for, for the, for his pull-up record. Cause they've, that rec, the pull-up record has been broken, but he was just going for the Goggins record. Okay. He wasn't going for the world record, I guess. Okay. So someone didn't, has already beat. Goggins yeah. A few record. people have, have broken his record, but Damn. Goggins challenged him. So he was just going for that number, which was. Four, four thousand fifty or something. I don't know, man. It's more than I could even think of doing. It's tough, man. Pull ups yeah. are, are no joke. Yeah, we um, we we joined this little gym, um, Grit Fitness. Um, like, I don't know if it's a gym, but it's like a it's an obstacle course obstacle racing like preparation gym. Uh, I don't know if there's a lot of them around, but they like prep you for like Spartans and things like that. It's a little yeah. different. I'm sure you know what that is. It's different from right. ultras, but everybody that goes it, does ultras. So it's like something to keep oh. you occupied. There and, are a bunch of animals in there. Yeah. Like you end. So we started on ab day 
know, we did ab day and it's just a bunch of core work. Like you working for 60 seconds and then you're, you're breaking. They, they say break 20 seconds, but it's really like 50. No, they say it's breaking for 30 seconds, yeah. but you're really breaking for 15 seconds. You just blink your eyes and then you're in the, <laughs> like you're that's in the, the next fastest one. <laughs> 30 seconds I've ever experienced in my life. So you start off, um, we started on Tuesday, which was ab day. And then Wednesday was lower body. Um, we're going to go back for Monday for upper body, but they end all their workouts and, and hanging, uh, where you just hang for like three minutes. Oh, the dead hang. Yeah. The dead mm-hmm. hang. So you, you hang for, for three minutes. And then if you, if you drop, you either got to do a wall sit, um, or a plank, but it's, uh, doing the dead hang, man. I was like, damn, I need to get back into pull-ups because <laughs> I'm a little bitch right now. <laughs> that bar is no joke, man. That uh, bar does not lie. It works, man. Um, do you run in the campaign shoes too? Have you have you tried those? Yeah, so that trail shoe, his trail shoe is the one I ran my the last two hundred mile races I did in the shoe. Oh. My first hundred I did in a pair uh that he had sent me out, but it was a road shoe. Oh so he does have a road shoe? It's not his, but okay. he sponsored and yeah, he yeah. he uh sent it over. It was a good shoe. Um so I wanted to run that that race in that shoe yeah yeah he's he's a big idol of mine dude um i i hunt too um i don't know how i came across i think mike shared me his 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 instagram but he's uh, always rogan what's that rogan oh, everything yeah, yeah. comes from yeah, rogan. everything comes from rogan the exactly. man. yeah <laughs> so um yeah i guess it was rogan huh yeah but uh i love watching his videos where he's running just all the time talking shit and yeah. it like motivates um if i didn't run that day and i see that video i'm like fuck Makes you feel, <laughs> makes you feel like a little bitch. <laughs> yeah, I get what, that. What about Goggins videos? You like Goggins videos, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, anything Goggins, I'm I'm for it. No, yeah. I just I love everything he does, um, and I like what he's doing for other people. I mean, he's changed. There's so many people out there that we don't know about that he's probably transformed. You know, huh. so um, I look up to Goggins. I I found Cam through Goggins. On YouTube, I watched that video of them working oh, out. Yeah. yeah. And I oh, was like, I love Damn, that video. Who, I was like, who's this guy? I'm on Instagram, <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. So, God, um, yeah, I found out about Cam through Goggins. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. In times where you get unmotivated, do you just go watch one of his videos? Not really. Um, <laughs> it's funny because you bring that up, and I, I literally re-listen to goggins's podcast on rogan last night <laughs> segueing because this guy's like a motivational video kind of guy uh-huh. and uh, he listens to i listen to what is hey what is the that one scene with cam and and uh goggins uh, oh yeah oh yeah i know you know what it is oh, where 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 he's talking about um he's talking about running they ran that was a full day of like activity, right? They ran 30 miles. They worked out, they bow hunted. So, so Cameron's on, on the Joe Rogan podcast and he's telling them, <laughs> and then he's like, um, uh, they started running the 30 miles or 35 miles, whatever it was. And Goggins started having trouble with his shoe. Yeah. So it was like mile 10. So then Cameron just kept on running. And then, uh, David Goggins just like caught up to him and passed him. Right. And then he got up to the top of the, I guess it was the, the mountain that y'all ran on together. Right. Um, and there was a cameraman and I, I always say this part whenever we're running, whenever we're hurting and he'll just start in the, in the same voice. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, shut up. <laughs> he's like, right he's here. like, uh, so how did, how did, uh, how did Goggins look? And he's like, well, he had his shirt off, you know, that part where he's like, <laughs> yeah. he had his shirt off and he was screaming, they don't know me, son. And he's like, who is he talking to? And he's like, there's nobody up here. <laughs> oh, buddy, you were talking to the demon. Man. Yeah, dude. That's like my favorite. I'll watch that or I'll listen to that. There's like a little clip on, on YouTube, like a 10 minute clip. I'll watch that like over and over again. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't really watch the, like the motivational videos that are made to motivate you. I just listen to them. And to me, that's like a motivational video, but I used to watch a lot of those like motivational with the background music, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And they're good. A lot of people draw inspiration from it. But for me, it was like, like if, if I'm feeling like shit, I'll, I'll probably go out and sprint for 20 seconds. Be like, oh, just let out all my anger. But that made no, um, it didn't solve anything. It was just like surface level, like I'm going to get my anger out. But in order to fix like the years and pretty much all the, um, all the patterns and, and things I used to do, require more than five minute max out 
burpees, you know? Yeah. It has to be long pain where you want to quit and you just can't. You yeah. just can't. That's kind of what, what I needed. But I know a lot of people do like that stuff, but I don't like that motivational stuff because it would only give you so much. It might give you like a spark, you know, but yeah. to keep it sustainable, it's it's getting up every day and not wanting to do it. Yep. That's that's what Goggin says. You don't listen to his headphones. He he wants to be where he's gonna be all the time. That stuff's not gonna be around. Um I didn't we didn't get into it. I was curious. Um you went straight to, and you're in the right sport if that's what you like. Yeah. <laughs> but um how'd you do in the uh like in the marathon world? Were you did you have good times? What marathon? You ran a marathon before you ran the fifty, right? Oh, like by myself. Yeah. I, I didn't run a, like a race, if that's what you were asking. But uh, I did the distance, and, man, I'm slow. Slow. Um, I think I've done three or four marathons, and my best time is 340. That's uh, slow. <laughs> it's really fast. Well, well <laughs> some people might think, they're like, oh, this guy runs all this. He must be really fast, and I'm, I'm not. But I do want to do a marathon. I want to break three hours. I think I could do it now um, just by – yeah, I think I could do it now, but I haven't done a marathon race, which is very different. So yeah. race day and, and training is yeah completely different. Yeah, you, you post your times, like, because you typically run twice a day. You run, like, I guess morning and, and evening. Um, it's not like a stalker, right? <laughs> nah, well, I mean. we did our research on you. I had to have them send, send the profile, and we a lot of times we'll just look at instagram or facebook and oh. get some but you'll you'll run like nine miles in like seven ten or i think you got some sixes in there too so you're pretty quick man sometimes if, if i'm feeling it I'm, I'm gonna go for it oh. um but yeah i'll just pace doesn't really matter to me especially for what i do as as of right now maybe if i sign up for a marathon i might do some speed training it's just something i'm not really interested in right now yeah oh. definitely well, Pato, we're at we're we're nearing the hour, man. So, how can people uh, follow you and and get a hold of you? And I'm at uh, Pato Alatorre on Instagram, and I don't have Twitter. Um, yeah, just Instagram. Um, yeah, you can find me on there. I try to stay active, but I also try to have my my personal personal space. Awesome, man. We're gonna. Um we're gonna Mike and I are gonna I need to get together with you and go do a run in Houston or Buffalo Bayou Park or one of those parks, yeah. man. We'll try to know. keep up with you. Next weekend I'll be running a lot. So if you wanna catch some miles, let me know. All right, sounds good. I appreciate it, Pato. Thank you, man. Thank, Thank you for you. having me. Bye. Bye. Bye.